from a business perspective, creating a community mm -hmm. around you of people that know you, support you, believe in you, and can mm -hmm. challenge you to grow and change in different ways. When I first mm -hmm. started thinking about my business and what that would look like, I gathered some of my friends who were female business owners, sat around my living room table and just brainstormed. This is what I was thinking is, is what do I need to think about? What am I not thinking about? What should I consider? And so having that community of friends and other business owners to guide me in my thinking was crucial. I participate in peer groups and other kind of informal groups within different industries where we're all running very different businesses, but all have a similar set of problems because it's about marketing. It's about developing your people. It's about operating mm -hmm. so many different things, no matter what your business looks like. So creating a community for yourself where you can share experience and get support, I think is really crucial to being successful and not feeling like yeah. you're in it alone. Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Shahid Durrani. Today we have with us Jill Bishop. Jill, welcome to our show. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you. Great to have you. Can you share with us what you do exactly? Go ahead. Connections. So yeah. my company is Multilingual Connections. We're based in the Chicago mm -hmm. area in Evanston, Illinois. I started it 18 years ago with a goal of creating connections in the workplace among speakers of multiple languages. For those that spoke who didn't speak English, teaching job-specific English classes and Spanish training for supervisors and those interacting with the Latino community. But over the course of 18 years, that's changed completely, still with the same mission, but now our primary focus is translation services. So we do tr document, website, app translation, audio and video transcription. And we support market research with bilingual research moderators as well. Cool. So it's more of like a platform for an organization. Not a platform, people. So humans people. doing the work. Yeah. Tech-enabled humans mm -hmm. working in 75 different languages across the globe. So it may be that you have a podcast that you want transcribed and subtitled into another language, or you've got a website or a marketing mm. brochure. So we find the right people to help you connect with the right audience in a way that's so, linguistically and culturally relevant. Oh, that's wonderful. It's funny because today I had someone I was chatting with and she needed a mentorship. So we were going to meet on a call, but her English was amazing. Like when we we're chatting and then. When I was sharing my link with her to meet, she goes, I don't know how to actually speak. I speak Spanish. So are we going to use Google Translator? I go, oh, yeah, let's just continue with the chat for now because she understands how to read and write English. She knows how to watch videos, training, information. Sure. But speaking back into English is the problem. Do you guys have something for individuals as well where they could tap into and get that help they need when they want to communicate with experts? Yeah, we don't anymore. We used to offer language training for community, for adults, for children, for workplace, and we stopped doing that in order to focus. I was doing too much of too many different things, and I realized about eight yeah. years ago that I needed to scale back and do less and do it better. But we have resources uh -huh. that we can point people to because oftentimes lack of fluency in a language holds you back professionally. You could be perfectly capable of doing a job, but without the language skills to demonstrate that, it's, it becomes an obstacle. 
but not an mm. insurmountable one, but an obstacle nonetheless. And how long have you 18, been doing this? 18 years. Wow. Yeah, And is there a story how you got into it? You found a problem that you wanted to fix, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but is there any specific details that you can share about sure. what transpired? Uh, mm -hmm. I got fired. <laughs> oh. And so sometimes the best things happen when you get the yeah. kick in the butt that yeah. it's time to make a change. But I'm a linguistic anthropologist, so I was always interested in the intersection between language and culture. I had taught English internationally, taught Spanish in the U.S., and I was just really interested in all things language. And I had worked overseeing language and culture programs at a restaurant chain and really saw the power of language. And that case that you described of this woman who, who couldn't speak well enough in English to be able to have a conversation mm -hmm. with you. And mm -hmm. we saw that if the employees were given language skills, they could just take off and shine. And after about a year of doing that, I started to think about ways that I could do something like this on my own, but with a little bit of my own flair and a little bit more ownership and flexibility to raise a family. And then I wound up on the wrong side of office politics. And I sat with my husband at dinner at a Cuban restaurant. I still have the placemat 18 years later, and I mapped out the possible directions that I could go. And I decided that I'd give it a try starting a business. And so started the business in my basement with a flip phone and the yellow pages and a laptop. And then every opportunity that there's been to pivot in ways that still were true to the mission, but that made sense practically. Sometimes that was based on what clients were asking. Sometimes it was based on who was working with me. We grew and changed and now are a very different organization than we were then. Mm -hmm. so, Jill, so Jill, this would fall under a community, right? Building a community. Do you have any kind of advice to anyone that is looking to create a community of their own, any tips or anything that you experienced that could help someone else? From a business perspective, creating a community mm -hmm. around you of people that know you, support you, believe in you, and can mm -hmm. challenge you to grow and change in different ways. When I first mm -hmm. started thinking about my, about a business and what that would look like, I gathered some of my, my, my friends who were female business owners, sat around my living room, table and the coffee table and just brainstorm. This is what I was thinking is, this, does this have legs? What do you, what do I need to think about? What am I not thinking about? What should I consider? And so having that community of friends and other business owners to guide me in my thinking was crucial. I participate in peer groups and other kind of informal groups within different industries where we're all running very different businesses, but all have a similar set of problems because it's about marketing. It's about developing your people. It's about operating mm -hmm. so many different things, no matter what your business looks like. So creating a community for yourself where you can share experience and get support, I think is really crucial to being successful and not feeling like yeah. you're in it alone. Yeah, very good. 18 years, that's a long time. So in it's that duration, yeah, it's a long time in that duration. If you had to go and do this all over again, what would you do different? It's such a good question. And it's so hard to answer yes. succinctly, but a few things. I would have taken a business class in college. So that's one thing. I was a language person. So language yeah. classes, anthropology classes, but it would have been helpful to, to just have a little bit of educational foundation. But I think I would have, I would have listened to what the business was telling me a little bit sooner. For me, I mm. 
personally and professionally tied up in in this business. And I think a lot of us who run businesses are. It's hard to separate our where our personal or professional identities begin and end. And at the time, early on, I was I started offering language classes for adults and for children. And I was trying to, I was raising yeah. a son and trying to raise him bilingually and wanted others to have that opportunity too. But the kids' language classes were not financially viable. But I I kept ignoring that and just wanting so badly for them to be successful and caring so much about offering them that I ignored it for years and years. The adult language classes were just break even, but were taking so much energy from me that I couldn't put toward the more profitable parts of the business. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I eventually came to the right conclusion that I needed to close those businesses in order to support the existence of this other side, the translation services and transcription. But it was a really hard decision to make. And I should have, from a pure business perspective, I should have made that decision years ago. I saw the writing on the wall. Mm -hmm. I looked at the numbers. I knew what was what. But it was personally a really difficult decision. And in retrospect, I wish I had found some kind of happy medium, maybe, and made that decision a little bit sooner. But ultimately, listening to what your business is telling you and trying to balance that and what you really want to happen and that passion piece and just making sure that as you're making decisions about the directions of your business, they have to be in line with your values. But how those values play out in business can change. It sounds a little stressful what you do. It can be stressful. And I was just, I just signed up for a Simon Sinek newsletter and I have opened still on the screen um, a quote from him. And it says, when we work hard for something we don't believe in, it's called stress. When we work hard for something mm. we love, it's called passion. And yeah. I think that's really true most of the time. However, even something that you're passionate about when you're running a business, it can be really stressful. There are times financially, operationally, that things are just, they feel really overwhelming. And that's where having other people around you, having a good Mm -hmm. leadership team and having professional friends who have been through it through or through similar situations Mm -hmm. can help alleviate the stress or help you see beyond the stress and know that it's not always going to be that way. Do you work on your mindset? Because the mindset would be a big component of that, right? Yeah, I I need to more, but Mm. I feel like that's an area I've been focusing so much on the business all of these years that I've neglected myself Mm. in it and myself Mm. as a business owner, as a mom, as a daughter, as a partner, as a friend. And so my own physical health and mental health and mindset have sometimes taken a back burner or And that's something that I definitely need to be prioritizing. Yeah, it's very common though. It's not just you. It's very common because we get so passionate and so involved with our business and we want to do so much for others that the focus kind of drifts away. We don't even realize it. And like you said, sometimes you got to get hit by a wall or something and then you realize, wait a minute. That's why a lot of the success stories that come on the show, you always see there was like this major impact, something completely shifted their world Mm -hmm. and then something happened that they just completely shifted their life. People actually get really involved with their business to grow it, to make a bigger impact and forget their self. And the self is the most important because even when you go on a plane, they always say mask on on yourself. Absolutely. And it's so easy. It is so important and it's so easy. Intellectually, you know that. And in the moment, Mm. if you start working at seven, which I often do, the day disappears. I forgot to work out. Mm. I forgot to call my mom. And mm. I need to just create that structure to make mm. sure that I'm not getting lost in all of it. Yeah. 
is definitely something that needs attention because you just do so much better in your business when you have that stability within and you have that training. It just makes what you do a bit better. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to walk to the office as an example to just make my, give myself those 25 minutes to walk, to clear my head, to just sometimes Mm. listen to a podcast or music. And sometimes just like this morning, just listen to the birds and nothing else and just let my mind water, wander, but get my body Mm -hmm. ready for the day. Yeah. That's excellent. Can you share a success story with multilingual connections where you helped a client reach the target audience and achieve their goals using your service? Yeah. So every client has slightly different needs. And so it's all yeah, something the that same comes to goal. mind. Yeah. Just when we have clients come to us and they'll say, we worked, we were working with somebody to do translations internally and they weren't a translator, they were a native speaker and they did the best they could, but it didn't ring true or they were working with a different agency and the the kind of the nuts and bolts of the translation were there, but it landed flat and it didn't have that cultural resonance. And so there are so many situations where we've been able to help them understand what's involved in translation, that it's not just about finding somebody who's bilingual and saying, hey, can you translate my marketing materials? You need to know that they are native speakers, that they're from the region where you're translating, that they have good writing skills, that they understand what's involved. And that sometimes as a translator, especially with creative content, you have to step back and not look just at the words, but think about the message. And you need to re-envision that in a way that's going to ring true and really connect on an emotional level with the reader. And so every day we're helping clients understand that and hear the kind of the praise and the success stories that they share with us that the people that they were trying to reach were really happy and it didn't read like a translation it didn't have that artificial feel it felt like it was written for mm. them with them in mind and so it's really mm. exciting every time we get one of those and we always share compliments with our team as a whole because it's such a team effort we have 28 people in our organization and every person has some kind of impact on the company and on the product and on the service that we're offering. And there are so many situations that we celebrate when our clients reach out to us and just say, thank you so much, whether it's for the speed or for the quality or for helping them feel like they've been shepherded through a process that for a lot of people is new. You know, you don't know what you don't know. And so you need a Mm, translation in Hindi. Somebody gives you a page, you look at it, you're like, I think that's Hindi. And for a lot of people, that's all they can They have no other way of verifying Mm. or they're like, oh, that's Arabic. Mm. Nice job. But they don't know Mm. what it says. They don't know if things got, if the fonts got backwards in when they did some desktop publishing, like they have no idea. And so there is, it's such a relationship of trust. And so when Mm. we hear back that they were, that their end client or their end user was really happy with it, it's just so rewarding for us. Of course. Can you share some some benefits benefits of a business adding multi-languages in their services or in their communication with their customers. Do you have any sort of data on that? Yeah, I don't have the statistics off the top of my head, but but from anecdotally, when people, companies all around the world are trying to reach out globally, U.S.-based companies are Mm -hmm. trying to expand their markets internationally. And oftentimes they do that in English. And they feel like a lot of people around the world speak English, so we'll just advertise yeah. in English. But for those users, if they can't, they often feel from what we hear that a company wants my business, but they don't care about me enough to 
earn it through connecting with you in a way that makes sense. Or they put on like a machine translation widget on their website and you can do the little drop down. And machine translation is really good in many ways, but it's not perfect. And it doesn't show that you care. And it doesn't show that you're trying to create trust in a relationship with a user, with with a potential customer. And so when companies take the time to understand their markets, understand that sometimes it's not just a matter of translating the same tagline. A tagline in English, you might have humor, nuance, sports metaphors, who knows what's full. You spend a lot of time creating these really creative taglines. Those aren't going to work internationally in most cases. So when you're able to step back, look at your users, understand who they are, what they care about, how they work with language, what connects with them, and then really invest in developing that relationship through language and through other means as well, they're going to be more loyal. They're going to feel comfortable buying their product. They're going to know that they can have customer support in their language afterwards. So it's about creating a relationship kind of before, during, and after. And language is a key component to that. Very good. You have amazing amazing answers, by the way, there. (laughs) They clarify (laughs) a lot, so that's great. Um, Can you share with us what your innermost superpower is that got you to this point in your life? My innermost superpower. Uh, Something that got you to where you are today, you know, that there's always that one thing within. Yeah, I think it's the ability to see opportunity in in both good and bad situations. And so I mentioned Mm -hmm. that my departure from my past company was not on my own terms, but it was the right time. I actually had been planning to open a business, but I was waiting for the right moment and kind of hesitating. Mm-hmm. I think about it as like kids on the playground with the two jump ropes and you wait for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's more girls than boys, but you're waiting for the opportunity to jump into the jump rope and you're like, wait, now I'm going to do it. Now I'm going to do it. And a lot of times you're waiting and you need just somebody to shove you in there. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to get smacked in the head with the jump rope. But other times you're going to realize that you can just get into the rhythm. And so I needed that kick to get the business started. And then over the years, seeing opportunities, seeing challenges with the language school where financially it just wasn't Mm. working and finally realizing that I had to make the difficult decision, that was an opportunity. So opportunity to close things down, to open things up, our market research support services that we do now where we have researchers that can help with global user research services that are bilingual, that's all through opportunity and through seeing seeing what our clients were asking for and deciding that it was in line with our mission and it made business sense. And so we we offered it and we're ha- having really great feedback about it. And so we can feel really excited about it. Yeah. So yeah, that, that seems be like my, something that's important. Absolutely. That service. Yeah. 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 More and more. It's one thing, again, if you want to understand your users internationally, yeah. you need somebody who speaks yeah. their language, both in a literal sense and a figurative sense. You can understand those Because you do surveys. Cases. Yeah. We translate surveys. We have- Got it. We have people that conduct interviews and focus groups in the language, and it can mm. help really get to insights through understanding the language and the culture of the people that, that they're working with. Mm. Do you provide this for podcasts as well, to do interviews internationally? We actually haven't done podcasts. We do some transcription and translation of podcasts, but we mm. haven't already has acquired... Yeah, no, I don't believe that anybody has asked about that, Hmm. but maybe that's my next opportunity. Yeah, because Ken, our podcast manager, one of his projects is 
He's going to approach the billionaires in UAE huh? and yeah, and then to bring them on the show. But what I heard is that English may be a deterrent. So yeah. this might be a good opportunity yeah, in the during the interview. Uh, when you're really trying to understand people's stories and nuance and their authentic voices, it's hard to do yeah. when it's not their native language. So having a professional linguist, translator, mm. interpreter to help pull that out and, or a facilitator can make all the difference. Very good. Jill, it was wonderful speaking to you today. It was great to hear about what you guys are doing. Thank you. That's the beauty about everything. Multiculturalism, the different languages. There's so much art, passion, Absolutely. intensity in different languages, right? So you guys bring that to the business world and the consumer base. Yeah, it's great. I'm grateful to have you on the show. If there's any last comments or suggestions you want to make for the audience, go ahead. Yeah, I'll say thank you so much for having me. I always enjoy talking about this. And if anybody yeah. needs help with creating those connections, multilingual connections, we're here for you. Awesome. Thank you, Jill. Thanks. And thank Thanks you, again. audience. It was great to have you as well. Jill's information will be in the show notes. If you need something that she's providing here, especially the translation, it might be a market that you guys are trying to get into that they could help with. So definitely a conversation worth having, even if you haven't thought about it. But sometimes you get these ideas, random places that could make a huge difference in your business. So definitely take a look. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for helping us grow. Jill. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Thank on you. This. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.